This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning and let there be light. That's what we say here on Morning Breath. Now we say that because I just turned on a bright light and the other two guys gave me a dirty look because they don't like fluorescent light. But I like to be able to see what I'm reading in my Bible and you got to see what you're reading to get something out of it. And that's what we do on Morning Breath. We're a drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. We do that by taking a chapter of the Bible, reading it, maybe uh, read a little bit and then sit down and study it. And that's what I do. I usually read it in a couple of different translations. Uh, moseyed around with the New Living this morning and the Amplified. And then I went to my uh, study Bible, my New King James, and uh, spent some time with the Lord and just read the chapter, looked at it, asked God to speak to my heart, and that's what we're asking you to do. And then tune in here on WMIE 91.5. We'd love to be involved with uh, doing a Bible study with you. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How you doing, Christian? I am doing great. Excited to be here and in a new book, Ephesians 2, which is going to be really fun. I love this chapter. Yep. It's going to be hard to honestly get through it because oh, okay. it's so rich. Yeah, you know? there's a lot going on in it. But I'm excited to, to really hear what, what God spoke to you. Okay. I'll hopefully try to contribute a oh, bit or I'm two. Oh, I'm sure you will. I'm yeah. sure you will. Yeah. Anyway, tell the folks how to get involved. Yeah, the easiest way to get involved is through our app, which is just called the East Coast app. You can type that into either Apple or Google, and it will pull it right up. It's got a blue background with the East Coast logo, and on there you can get all the information for church events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, and the upcoming schedule. You can also follow us on our website, which is eccc.us. Or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We've got content every single day on there for you. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices, 321-452-1060. And we would love to either mail or email out a devotion guide to you. So lots of ways to stay connected. Yeah, we would love to do that. So what what's going on? We got a couple things going on. Yeah, uh, of course we got all our online services. You can get all of our services online. That's good. We got weekend services. You can see Pastor Matt and Pastor Jessica on their Monday podcast. We yeah. got something else going on. What's that? Pastor we do. Christian? We've got night of worship coming back. It's going to be tomorrow, and this is a special kind of. Post-COVID, I want to say post, I'm done with it, but some people aren't, mm-hmm. is that we've got a special version of it, and that's going to be that we're doing two separate services, so 6 p.m. and 7.30, and you can go onto our website or our app and be able to reserve your ticket. The concert is free, the event is free, but we just want to make sure we have enough space for everyone to be safe. So go there, get your ticket, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., and then we'll also be streaming it online, but we'd love to see you in person. We've been saying for weeks, welcome home, welcome back. So they get their tickets by calling or going online yeah. or, just, or just by going online? Going online. Going online, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you don't know how to do that, you get hung up. You can call us. Give somebody, we give us you. a call. We'll get it worked out we with you. you. Yeah, we don't leave anybody out there. Yeah. Sort of hang in there. How you doing, Nick? Doing well. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, man. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, Nick Nick had a really cool proposal recently, and yep. that's a big deal. <laughs> Somebody proposed something to him? Yeah, I think he, he <laughs> Or did, did he propose did. something? Yeah, I think there were some baby goats there, which, you know, knowing the way to his girl's heart is a good thing to do. Yeah. Baby goats? Baby what goats. What in the world are you talking about? <laughs> Holding baby goats while he's got the ring in his hand, so that was pretty <laughs> slick. You're going to have to clarify that. Baby goats and ask somebody to marry him with baby goats. Yeah. Well, tell us, Nick, what was about it? 
Uh, geez, but on a spot like that, <laughs> you were at the you were at the petting zoo, right? The Oblo Farms yeah, or whatever o- it is. Oblo Farms, and yep. uh, I set up. Um, I had a, two friends. I'll give a shout out, Allison and Nikki. Um, they went out there and set everything up for me, and uh, they just brought out two goats, and we dressed them up with like a tuxedo uh, bow tie and serious. Yeah, goats. Yeah, baby goats. She, Come Kaylin, on, Kaylin is obsessed with goats, and so I was like, oh, might as well incorporate wow. that into all of it so yeah pretty slick yeah pretty soon nick will be dressing up like a goat if caitlin's obsessed with it yeah. <laughs> i can see it i can see yeah <laughs> anything for his girl yeah yeah so do you make goat noises and stuff like that You're like no. Ah. Yeah. no she actually makes goat noises she i does. can see it yeah. Ah. yeah okay that's my goat let's get into the work that's pretty good let's get pretty silly okay we are in ephesians too is that right we are you're gonna read from the new New living? New living. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to read from New King James, uh, 22 verses. So I guess I'll, uh, I'm actually going to read through verse 10. It's There's perfect. a nice break there yep. and then let you take it from 11 on, on through 22. That's great. I must say unto you, read, sir. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Verse 11, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you've been united with Christ Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the walls of hostility that separates us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility towards each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You're citizens along with all of God's holy people. You're members of God's family. 
Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made a part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Amen. Yes. Wow. Wow, you just a, just a thought. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there. Yeah. Um, it just occurred to me as you were reading. It says uh, talks about being built on the foundation yeah. of the apostles and prophets, yep. and Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on in that little verse there. But I I will say this that m- many years ago, th- th- 35, 40 years ago in Denver. There uh, were some people who came to town who claimed apostleship. Yeah. They claimed that they were apostles sent by God to the area to, you know, sort of oversee all the churches there. Self-appointed. And, well, yeah, it, but most people didn't think that they were self-appointed. Yeah. Most people, you know, saw they really thought they were something, you know, uh, something was going on there. And they were pretty, they were pretty self, you know, promoting in, in the way they, uh, you know, talked about who they were and what they were there in Denver to do and, and all sorts of things like that. And God showed me in several different verses in the Bible that they weren't prophets. Um, but this was one of them, how he explained it to me. He said that they were, that the the church is being built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, yeah. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And, you know, the truth of the matter is when people drive by a church building mm-hmm. or they see a church, you know, gathering on Sunday morning, parking their cars to go into the building, they never see Christ. They don't, you know, physically, if you can meet anybody from any Christian church in America and you don't actually physically see Christ— Christ is, though, their whole life is built on Christ. He's on the inside. He's holding them up. And that's what foundations do. Foundations have the unseen support Mm -hmm. that they give to the building. And when an apostle or prophet is very out front and saying, look at me, look at me, it goes contrary to what the Bible teaches about a prophet or an apostle, how they are foundational unseen but strong in holding up the church. And I don't know, it's just a thought that I know a lot of people have a different view of how a prophet shall work, but in the Old Testament, prophets were different than the prophets in the New Testament, and they are not, you know, it's different now. But anyway, that's just a thought on that. That's good. I like that a lot. And it's it's different than what people would perceive a lot of times, you know, humble in spirit and looking at Jesus as the example, Yeah, which is different than what may happen in a lot of flash and appearance. Yeah, and, Jesus never promoted himself through healings that he did. Or, he said, don't or, tell anybody. Yeah. Like, go and be healed. Yeah. Is way different. Way different. I like what it to see today. Anyway, the, go ahead. The beginning of the chapter, it just really, really rocks me. Thinking about the redemption story, and I know that you and I can both relate to this, is that it says, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in this unseen world. He and the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. But I love this. Verse four says, but 
God. Yeah, it's a great little line. And I'm just like, oh, but God, thank you for that situation because I was running my own way. Even growing up in a Christian household, I was born on the mission field. I knew the right things to do. I had been in church from a young age, but I knew the right things and I did everything else. Wow. And I was running my own way. But God, you know, the redemption yes, and the story and story. his mercy and what he was able to do in spite of me making a lot of terrible decisions and running my own direction. Yeah. It says, but God is so rich in his mercy and he loved us so much. Yeah. That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when we raised Christ from the dead. And I love this illustration. I heard this early in my Christianity. It says that if God would die for us, even when we were at enmity against him, when we were opposed to him, I was enemies. I was God. raising my fist and defiance against him. He still loved me. How much more does he love me now when I'm giving my life towards him? Like he loved us in spite of all those actions. Yes. That his love was so rich. And when I heard that, I remember hearing it and it just wrecked me. Just thinking about that true love of God in spite of everything I've done, it's there. And so it, I never want to lose that wonder and just be reminded of just the incredible grace and mercy. It's nothing I do. It's not that the life I live or the works that I do now or that I'm committed my life to following him is his love was so rich in spite of that, but his love is even greater now. Yeah, it's, it's a great picture. And in this uh, section where it says, but God who is rich in mercy, it goes on to say, because of his great love, which he loved us with. And so we see the process. First of all, I'd just like to go back to the problem when we were in the world. We, when you're living your life apart from Christ, you have three things working against you yeah. that are you're not able to overcome at least two of them and possibly all three. And that's why people struggle, you know, and, and we got to be careful as a church because this is a grace chapter yeah. and about giving grace and the church is not very graceful no. or grace, you know, grace, grace filled towards people who are doing the wrong thing. But the truth of the matter, matter is, you know, I could do a sermon someday is why your dog acts like a dog. Yeah. Well, everybody come in and say, well, why does my dog act like a dog? Because he's a dog. Yeah. He's got a dog's nature. He he's got a dog's mind. He's got a dog's body. He's, the, he's, he's got a dog's instincts. Yeah. He acts like a dog because he's a dog. So don't get mad at the broken people in this world who are doing wrong things because they're broken. Yeah. And they have the world, the, their flesh or their, or, or their fallen nature, and the devil— all working against them. The Bible actually is teaching in this section that he was our father. Satan was our father yeah. before we came to Christ. So you got the world, your flesh or your nature, and the devil all conspiring tough to take you down a wrong road. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that happens. And it happened to both you and I in, in yeah. a big way. But then, But God loved us, but he didn't just love us. The next verse, verse 5 says... He quickened us yeah. or made us alive. Yeah. How does it read in the New Living? Verse says, 5. Even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Nice. So I he like quickened, though. That's quickens good. a cold. That's an old, yeah. old King, King James, James word, yeah. but he quickened us. He made us alive. And then, verse 6, What's the, how does it say next? For he raised us from what the dead. What he what? For he raised, raised us. us. Yeah. So he didn't just uh, love us. Yeah. He quickened us. He raised us yeah. and made us sit together with him. And then the next three verses talk about 
his ability to keep us. That in the ages that come, he's going to show, and for grace you've been saved, and gift of God, not of works. He goes on to say he keeps us. So so he loves us, he quickens us, he raised us, and then he keeps us. And I think that's so important because, you know, we could we could say, yeah, now I love Jesus and everything's okay, but that's not true. Yeah. Uh, the truth of the matter is, apart from Jesus, I wouldn't stand today. Yeah. We still fight the I, good I, fight. I'm not only saved by His grace, but I stand by His grace. Yeah. And so, uh, what? How do we? How did you access God's grace to get saved? Yeah. So for me, it was really surrender. Is that when I sur- had a moment, and it was a pivotal moment that I could take you to, where I said, I can't do this on my own, and I put him on the throne of my life. I stepped off and said, what I'm doing is not working. This is not going well. I need you to truly be the king of my heart and to take over. And then, man, his grace just covered everything. That's awesome. Yeah. So you have this moment where you where you give your heart and life to Christ or he comes into your heart and he makes himself Lord over your life. Yeah. So, so we could say it this way. You put your faith in Christ, in his work, in his love, in his yeah. will for your life. Yeah. That's how you got saved. Yeah. How, do you, how do you continue to walk? You do it by faith. Because yeah. it says right here, for grace, you have been saved mm-hmm. through faith. Yeah. We receive by faith what God has given by grace. Yeah. So God has given us salvation by grace. We receive it through faith. How, faith. How do you walk out every day of your life? Yeah. By faith. Yeah. You got to get up in the morning believing. I mean, get up in the morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. Yeah. Hey, Pastor Dan, I can't say that. We're having a pandemic. Well, if you can't say that, then you're not living by faith. That's it. Because, you Whether know. you feel like it or not. That's yeah. right. You yeah. know, you, you see a lot of great people in the word of God. Suffered a lot of weird things, hard things, difficult things. But through that, God made them into what he wanted to do. We know about them because they endured and suffered. That's exactly right. You could go to... Joseph, or you yeah. could you could pick Jesus, or you could Paul. pick David, or yeah. Paul, or any of these guys that or gals that came into their place. Moses, forty years of humility as a shepherd, yeah. being raised as a ruler of the world, ends up being a, a shepherd the of on mountain. the backside of a mountain. Forty years, but God uses that time in our lives yeah. to do work, deep work on the inside of us. Yeah. So that we can affect what God wants. You know, yeah, the church is under attack now, maybe more than I've seen in my lifetime. But I want to say, you know, God's this isn't going on to put us back. Yeah, for such a time as this, that's right. Time to rise up. It's going on so that we'll we'll grow and change and see what's really important. Absolutely, we've learned the value of fellowship. Oh yeah, when it was completely gone. Absolutely, you completely ripped away from us. Yeah, we saw that in 9-11 where the country really rallied together. And I just heard about during the Great Depression is that people rallied more than ever to churches and really were looking for hope when there was no hope, when they felt hopeless. And so we believe God that God didn't bring this, but God certainly will use it for his glory. And this is a time to be able to push in. I think it's great. I love too just this final thought. We were right there, but is that we don't do it so that we could boast is in all of this. I'll say it exactly. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. And that's going to be a natural (sighs) inclination is that you've been walking with Christ for, for many years. 
I, I could guess the number, but forty-five years. Forty. Uh, Nineteen eighty. So yeah, yeah. Forty years. Yeah, forty years. You know, I've been running after him strong for twenty years now, and seeing that you don't want to be something that's like, well, look what I've done. Is you realize <laughs> yeah. more than ever is I need a savior. It's by His grace, and I loved what you said. I don't want to move past that quite yet. Is it's by faith. There's many days. Yeah. You and I are both pretty upbeat people. We know how to like get ourselves excited about life. Absolutely. But there's times where we're like, you know, I'm going to do this in faith. You yep. know, I'm going to, I'm not going to fake it till I make it. I'm going to faith it till I make it. And go. I'm going to get the engine going and then get started. It's the same way with running. You used to run a lot there. Today was a day to where I did not feel like running that first oh, I mile. Get it. I get and it. My running partner is 64. He didn't feel like running it either, but I said, first mile is always the hardest, you yeah. know, let's get the yeah. engine going yeah. Yeah. by the second mile. We're running two and a half minutes faster per mile is you kind of got to get yep. it going. Yep. It's like, you know, I'm not yep. going to listen to my body. Yep. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And then it's going to line up with what's supposed to happen. Yeah. That's why running's good for you as a person. I'll just throw that out right there. Or any form of exercises yeah. because it gives you a stronger mind. Yeah. Believe it or not, working your body gives you a stronger mind. Why? Because you many times have to make yourself do it. Absolutely. And how do you make yourself do it? You do that mentally. You yeah. do that by by making a good, powerful, strong decision. Yeah. And so, and then your body follows. Yeah. And that's the way God wants us to live our lives, only not in the strength of our mind. Yeah. He wants us to, to live this Christian life by faith mm-hmm. and in the Spirit and let the Spirit of yeah. God pull our, you know, it's just like, as an example, a lot of people have not gone to church for, for a long time now. Yeah. Physically gone in a building. And and online is great. Keep doing it. We encourage you there. We're not putting that down in any way, shape, or form. But what happens with somebody is when they're, a habit is lost. Yeah. A, a physical habit where you are in the habit of going to church, you stop doing that. You all know right now that there's a pressure against you to get going again. Absolutely. Even though you know it's right, you should, yeah. and, and you want to do it. And that's why it takes strength of character and spirit where you do what your spirit is saying and you learn and teach your body. Paul said, I buffet my body. Yeah, I love that. What, what's that mean? He said, I beat my body up. Into subjection, yeah. I'm I gonna, beat it yeah. into doing what I want it to do. Yeah, it's not in charge. Yeah, it can't be in charge. Your body will not lead you to great spots. Your yeah. mind will not lead Even you your to heart, great... Your heart will deceive you too. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. need, by the Spirit of God on the inside, live your life by faith and let grace yeah. and mercy and peace and faith and the Spirit of God on the inside of you rule your spirit and let that be the ruling factor of your life. Yeah. And right now, there are people that need to fight against the urge to not come back to church. Yeah. They need to break the power of that thing. Yeah. It's like laws of momentum is that it's so much harder to get something going again. Think about a train, you know, getting that thing going is so hard, but once it's moving, it's so much easier and pretty hard to stop after it gets going. Once it's got some momentum behind it, it's way better. And I've seen that in people's lives that had served in youth ministry staff, even going back to 15 years ago, they're like, that was the best time of my life. Even though it was hard every week to be there, that's when I had the most discipline of my life being around other believers. They said, as soon as we stopped, we fell off. And a lot of things went sideways that they didn't realize how much it did for them in their own personal walk and their kids' lives and every aspect. It's absolutely uh, an important part of uh, 
being who God's called us to be yeah. and doing what God's called us to do. I love verse 10, for we are his workmanship. Yeah. So God made us. That word workmanship is poema, poema. Mm-hmm. It is a handcrafted masterpiece. Yeah. We are God's handcrafted masterpiece created where? In Christ Jesus. It's a beautiful picture. God made us in Jesus. And so in him we live and move and have Mm -hmm. our being. You can understand more about who you really are by studying Jesus than by every psychology magazine on the history of the planet. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Just close up a little bit more in that verse. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, Mm -hmm. which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I just want to encourage you today. I believe that God has good works that he's prepared beforehand. In other words, God in his plan has laid out a roadmap of good works that you're supposed to walk in today and every day of your life until you go to be with him in heaven. 
And so it does say we should walk in them. It does say that we absolutely will walk in them. But I just want to encourage you today. God's got good stuff for you. And, uh, you know, this is not a book plug necessarily, but I, I, I wrote a book uh, uh, on, on, on how to get ready and put yourself in a position to yeah. walk into the breakthroughs that God has for you. And uh, it's just because I, I see this as such a powerful truth yeah. That, that there are doors that God is opening in our lives that we need to walk through them. God opens a door that, that you know, no man can shut and shuts a door that no man can yeah. open. And so that tells me there's a lot of really good stuff that God has got ready for us and uh, experiences he wants us to have and blessings he wants us to walk into but we've got to we've got to put ourselves in a in a position to do that to receive it, be yeah. prepared like Joseph was. Yeah. What was the name of that book I wrote? Yeah, positioning for breakthrough. That's it. It's man. great positioning for breakthrough. It. We loved it. Yeah, get in position, get get yourself where you need to be, so that when God opens the door of breakthrough, you're ready to walk in it. Anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great day in Jesus. See you, Pastor Christian. See you. Talk to you guys next time. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.